Well, good evening, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday Night Oasis for March 24th, March 24th. Man, the, the, the month is about over. I keep saying that every, every week, but that's how I feel. It's like it just flies by. We are in part three of this series titled The 101 Class. The, this, is a, this is a great series if you're joining us for the first time. I want to encourage you to go back and watch the first two messages leading up to this one because it's a progression. It, it takes us from uh, the beginning to uh, the where we are, if you will. Uh, as a church, it's important for everyone to understand who we are, uh, what we believe, um, so that when you're a part of something, you don't have to question that, and you don't have to ask over and over, um, I don't understand that, or I don't know this, or I don't know that. By watching this series, you will know what Prescott Valley believes, what the Bible Church believes, and um, where our, our beliefs come from. Um, and it's really for people, for a few things. First, to be able to communicate who we are. Secondly, to make an informed decision about if this is the right place for you. And, uh, and uh, um, I believe it is. I believe it is. But that's a, that's a personal decision there. Today, we're turning our attention to um, what I want to call statements. And these statements are about uh, what is our mission? Why do we exist? What's our strategy? How do we accomplish our mission? And, um, and then if we have time as we continue to go through this, we're going to focus on what are our core values? What, what are the things that we're asking everybody to stand on? And, and uh, what do we practice as believers in Christ? And so it's important. This is a, an important section when when considering the church, and wherever it is you're watching from, wherever it is that you go, you should be asking and thinking about these questions when considering where you're going to attend. I know that there are people watching from all over the country, and so wherever your home area is, it's important for you to get. Uh, involved in a local church wherever it is that you're at. And if you're in Prescott Valley or Prescott area or Dewey or Chino Valley or up in that area, uh, in Phoenix, uh, we have a, a, quite a few Phoenix uh, people who come up to church, if you believe that, which is about 70 miles, 75 miles away from the church. So um, you know, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. It's awesome that people are committed to doing that. So let's begin um, by praying first. Well, dear Heavenly Father, as we come together this morning, it's our prayer that you would speak to our hearts today, that you would give us wisdom, uh, that you would show us what we need to know. And Lord, in all things, we give you the glory. Uh, in Jesus' name, Amen. 
hey, Jesus was getting ready to leave this earth. We're getting ready to talk about that um, in our Holy Week, starting out Sunday with Palm Sunday, um, Good Friday, and then Easter Sunday. Um, we're going to have a special um, Good Friday message, so be watching for that. Next week's Wednesday message, uh, we won't have one, but we will have one on Friday for Good Friday. So just so you know, that kind of a little um, calendar cleanup there. Uh, so as Jesus is getting ready to leave the earth, he gathers his followers together and he commissions them. Here's what he says. It comes to us in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Here's what he says. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Again, that is Matthew 28, 18. Let's jump into this. The purpose of the church is to make disciples, to make disciples. We accomplish that task by doing two very specific things. Here's the first one, um, making disciples leading lost people to Christ. Uh, our, our task is not to convert them, but is to, to deliver to them a pathway to Jesus. Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Look at what it says in Acts 1, 8. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Here's what that means to you and I. It means Jesus saying, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you at the day of salvation when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yet the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. And you, 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 you who are watching will be my witnesses. And it doesn't say this, but here's what it says. In Prescott Valley, in Prescott, in Chino Valley, in Dewey, Mayer, in all of Arizona, and throughout the rest of the world. You will be my witnesses. Not Pastor Andy, but you, all of us, together as a body of believers. Look at what it says in Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Our focus as a church must be to make disciples, to lead people to him. 1 Thessalonians 1.8 The Lord's message range, range out 
from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. You see, you and I are the hands and feet of Christ. He is calling us to be his witnesses, to lead people back to him. It's an awesome, uh, awesome responsibility that as Christ followers, we all have. And it doesn't have to be something, I think I said this Sunday, we don't have to be bulls in china shops. It's supposed to be done respectfully and carefully and lovingly. We're, we're just trying to show people what the hope is that we have in Christ. And by that, by inviting, by getting them to walk down a path with you, leading them to him and making disciples. The second thing that we're called to do is teaching, leading those who are one to maturity in Christ. I have to tell you that often churches pick and choose what their mission is. And we're not called to do that. It's not the mission of Andy Gambino or anybody else. It's Christ's mission that we're following. He calls us to make disciples, and then he calls us to teach those who are in Christ to be more mature in him. Look at what it says in Colossians 1, 28. We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. You see, we're called to, to do more than just get people saved and then let them drown and be on their own. Some churches are very very strong in leading people to Christ. But then once they accept Christ, it's almost like they say, okay, good luck to you. And that's not how it works. The, the, the accepting of Christ is not the end of our relationship with God. It is the beginning. It's where everything starts. It's not the final descent. It's not the final destination, I should say. Um, growing in him till the day he comes and takes us home is, is what, we're, what we're leaning toward, what we're supposed to be doing. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 says this. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ, so that what? The body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And then it says this, and become mature, attaining the whole measure of fullness of Christ. That again is Ephesians, 
That was 4, 11, and 12. Now, go over to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 15. Here's what it says. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. What's the word of truth? It's the Bible, right? God is telling us to become people who correctly know how to handle the word of God. Now, how do you do that if you never open up the word of God? Think about that. I'm going to continue. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says this, have nothing to do with godliness or godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. 1 Timothy 4, 7. That's a good habit to get into, actually. Honestly, if you're starting to memorize scripture, say to yourself or say it out loud, even if you're in a room by yourself, nobody's going to know. Say the name of the scripture, read the scripture, and then tell yourself again where that scripture is. From this twofold biblical mandate, the leaders of PVBC has a, a, adopted a mission statement that we work and operate under. It's one that Everyone should know, and, I, and I'm going to ask you to remember it so that you can talk about it, so you understand it. And here is that mission statement. We are a church family building a bridge to wholeness in Christ. We're a church family building a bridge to wholeness in Christ. This business of wholeness is a completeness in Christ. Accepting him, learning his word, growing in him. And that is our mission statement because we're a church family. We're brothers and sisters who God has placed together in uh, our church or uh, in this place uh, called Prescott Valley Bible Church. I sit and say, in the church because the people are the church, right? But he's called us together for this purpose, to grow in the knowledge of him. So here is our great commission. It's ours and it's every believer's great commission, even if they don't know it. Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. See, that is what our mission statement is. That's what who we are. Why? Because that's who God is calling us to be. So just think of it as this mission that is Christ-centered, this wholeness and on one end is uh, baptism, evangelism. And then on the other side of this love that we have for going to make disciples, 
is this teaching and educating. And so we read, we lead people who are lost, and then we, when they become uh, followers of Christ, then we lead them uh, to maturity by teaching what God says. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. It's not very sexy, if you will, because some some places are very, you know, oh, we are about this and that and this and that. And so it's important for us to understand that these two things, um, making disciples and teaching the word of God, are our, are our focus. That doesn't sound right. They are our focus. And everything we do needs to surround one of those things. There are a lot of great things out there to get involved with. And believe me, there are more things than we could ever do. But the one thing that we always have to consider when we're getting involved in partnering with something is what we're about to do. Does it teach somebody about Jesus? And does it lead them to Christ. If it doesn't do one of those things, it's not called for us to do that. So what is our strategy? How do we accomplish our mission? We developed a five-part strategy, excuse me, to help us accomplish our goals of building a bridge to wholeness in Christ. This strategy is um, Best illustrated by a cross. I want you to think of a cross. Um, and at the top of the cross is uh, the first point. Number one, that's saving. That is this 101 class that you're going through right now. Uh, it's about leading people from darkness into God's light through Jesus, our Lord. Building a bridge is our goal to lead people in Prescott, Prescott Valley, the whole thing. And by impacting our community around us um, in accepting Christ, we need to be about that. So 101 class that we're in now is really about saving. And it's the top section of the cross. Um, Prescott Valley Bible Church must, must never stop growing. And that's not because we want to be a big, big church. It's because that there are people who are lost. And it's, it's really interesting. We're, we're getting ready to go into Palm Sunday. And uh, the message for Palm Sunday is things aren't always as they seem. You see, sometimes we get into a place where we go, um, God, we need you to take control over this and here's what I want you to do. And it just doesn't always work that way because what we think is not always what it is, right? We, we are reaching people and although right now with pandemic uh, going on around us, uh, we have less people than normal at our church but people are watching from home. And for those of you who are doing that, awesome, thank you for continuing to, 
be a part of this church and supporting the church. We love you guys and we miss you. Uh, come back as soon as you feel comfortable and when you can. Um, but also, we're reaching people in other states, people who are far away places. And uh, that's part of our mission, but it's not something that we intentionally um, thought was going to happen. We thought that the, much of the church was going to grow in the local, the you know, the local church. And that happens. It's happening. We're seeing new visitors all the time. But we're seeing more, more and more people from faraway places. And that's awesome as well. Um, so Prescott Valley Bible Church must never stop growing because God loves people. That's why. Second Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slow to keep his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but to, to come to repentance, to have everlasting life. You see, he's calling us to that place. Um, we must never stop growing because God commands us to reach out. Luke 14, 23. Then the master told his servant, go out to the road and the country lanes. So that the house will be full. Make them come in so the house will be full. Uh, Matthew 28, 19, make disciples of all nations. You see, Prescott Valley Bible Church must never stop growing because growth is God's plan. Acts 1, 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, we're focusing on to the ends of the earth part. In our local area, and uh, to anybody who's willing to listen. Here's the, here's the second part of the cross. Strengthening. It will be the 201 class that will follow this one. Uh, after people make a commitment to Christ and his church, then we want to begin the process of leading those one who were one to Christ to maturity. Class 201 is about strengthening. Um, it's the right, it's the right side of the cross, if you will. And it's about um, helping people to grow in the knowledge of him. Hebrews 6 1 says this, therefore let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. In today's message, I'm going to be throwing a lot of Bible verses at you. And so um, I'm not even going to put them all up on the screen because there's a, there is a lot of them. And editing this it really takes a, a long time. So I'm going to ask you to, to maybe pause it 
get to the page or whatever and look at it or listen and go back, write down the verse, go back and look it up, right? Um, Hebrews 6.1, did I say that? Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. 2 Peter 2.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory now and forever. Amen. Ephesians 4.11 through 13. It was he, that's God, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of fullness in Christ, of Christ. You see, we're called to do this, to grow together. Um, it's our desire to get people involved in growing, uh, having a deeper relationship with God and in his word. You see, we accomplish this task by encouraging our members to take the 201 class following um, where we are now in this 101 class. And so anybody watching this who wants to jump ahead, don't do it. Finish this first because the 101, the, the, everything that we're going to talk about all works together in progression. Then we go to the third part of the cross, the bottom of the cross, and that is class 301, and that is serving. Talks about serving. Three is serving. God has blessed each one of us with spiritual abilities, and he expects us to use those gifts for the purpose of building the body of Christ. That's the church. 301 is about serving. It, it's on the bottom of that cross, if you will. So, you know, um, saving, strengthening, and then serving. Look at what it says in Romans 12, 4 through 6. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function so is Christ. Um, we who are many, uh, many formed one body. We're, we all form one body of Christ. Each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. See, it's our desire to help every member of our church to develop their unique given shape, if you will, how you were made, help you develop and see where you are gifted. And it's important for us to do that. Um, this can be accomplished in this 301 class. From there, we'll encourage each of our members to get involved in a ministry 
that will enable them to use their unique giftedness uh, that the Holy Spirit has given them. Um, boy, it sure would be a boring place if we were all exactly the same. I mean, a hand doesn't need five thumbs. It needs the rest of the fingers. It needs this finger uh, to point at other people. No, no, it doesn't. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, it'd be kind of awkward to have five thumbs. He'd be a great hitchhiker, probably. But that's about it. You know what I mean? Uh, and then there's the other side of the cross. One, two, three, four. That's class 401. And that class is about sending. It's about taking what God is showing us out to others. Uh, look, look at what it says in Acts 13, verses 2 and 3. Um, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Uh, the world evangelism is not something that the first century church talked about. It was something they lived. Um, world missions is, is a, a, an important thing, and it's important to Prescott Valley Bible Church. It's important for us to reach people uh, for Christ, and it's important for us to lead them to him and teach them what he says. You see, um, our source is God, and how do we tap in to the source, the the best source for our lives. That's God. And that's the teaching. And then how do we send people out to lead others to do that? Well, it's our, it's our belief that as we grow, it will um, have a metamorphosis. I hate that. Uh, it, it, there will be, it will come out of you automatically. Now, you have to be open to that. You have to be willing to share. But it's important for us to do that because God is calling us to send, to be sent out, to reach others, to use our gifts, to do all of these things, make a well-rounded Christian. And then in the center of that cross um, is worship, is worship. Worship is a scary word for people, and I'm not sure why. Maybe they're more focused on the quality than the quantity. And I want you to know that when you sing, even if you're terrible, to God you're Pavarotti. Pavarotti. You, you get what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. You know what I mean, right? Uh, you are Caruso. You're a great singer because he hears your heart and not your voice. Worship is key to growth in Christ. It really is. And so if you're listening to this and you go, you know, I can just as well never worship no matter how great the worship team is. I, I just want to get to the teaching part. 
well, good, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like the teaching part, but worship is an important part uh, to our lives. Um, I think within, within all of this is our mandate to love the Lord, celebrating by worshiping, connecting, uh, building these connections with saving and strengthening, serving and sending is the central thing of coming together and worshiping together. Psalms 100 verses 1 and 2 say this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Psalms 95 verses 1 through 3 and 6 and 7. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God the great king above all gods. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. You see, God wants his church centrally involved in worshiping him. He wants us coming together, lifting him up. You know, I, I love to call our Sunday morning service our worship service because we get to worship him in song. We get to worship him by remembering who he is with communion. We get to give back worship by offering. We get to worship him by studying his word. Hey, our whole service is one big worship service from the beginning until the end. And I want us to consider that. I want us to think about that. So now let's just say this. Building a bridge to wholeness in Christ uh, is saving, strengthening, serving, sending, and celebrating. You get that? It's a mouthful what I've talked about so far today. And so, I mean, it's, it's wholeness in Christ involves all of those things. Now, next time we get together, I want us to talk about our core values and what do we practice. We're calling every member to continually evaluate their spiritual growth um, by looking at two barometers, two, two things to show us how we're doing. One, I want you to ask yourself, am I supporting the mission of the church by adopting the strategy of wholeness in Christ by participating in these 101 through 401 classes? Am I really taking the time to understand and being a part by making it a part of my life. And then the second thing is that, am I 
growing in the seven core values of a committed Christian. We're going to be reviewing that next week, not next week, the week after next, right, when we come back together on Wednesday night. Um, and so that's where we'll start, our core values. And I want you to be thinking about this as seven pillars, right, that hold up Christianity, our Christian walk, our church, our body of believers. These are the seven core values of who we are and what we believe and what we practice. Um, don't miss that one. That's a good one. Thanks for being here tonight. I pray that as we move into this holy week, that you would slow down for a minute, take some time, and Sunday we'll begin by talking about Palm Sunday on that Palm Sunday, of course, and the entry, triumphant entry of Jesus, his coming into the city, because we're going to talk about why did he do that? Why did he come in like that? You might find it interesting. So be with us then if you can. And if not, watch online. It's a message you won't want to miss. Well, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this night, for this time together. It's our prayer, Lord, that you would guide us, that you would direct us, that you would use us, Father, and help us to grow in the likeness of you. Father, if, we, if we're people who don't know you today, come into our lives. Forgive us of our sins. We repent of our sins and we accept you now as our personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being with us. Love you guys. Have a great night.